0: You're listening to Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. You can connect with Perry and read more of his thoughts on relationships at perrynoble.com.
1: What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Singleness, Sex, and Dating podcast with Perry Noble. My name is Stacey Tarrant, and our other co-host, Meredith Knox, is away today, but she'll be back next month.
0: Yeah, she's singing today.
1: She's singing. Yep.
0: She's She's... not on a date. Nope. She's singing. Not yet. Not yet. This year. One day. (laughs) One day. One hey, Pastor
1: B, we have a ton of questions lined up for you today. Some awesome questions from all over the world, actually. So I want to kick off the very first question um, was asked by RC in SC. And this person asked, do you think it's wrong to work for and or go to places like Hooters? Mind you, side note, I didn't know what Hooters was. I suggested we go there for dinner once when I saw it. I was like, let's go. And everyone was like, we can't
0: go there. You know what it is now?
1: Well, I've never been, but I can assume Okay, with
0: okay. the title. Y- yes, yes. So I'm going to answer this question. It's a it's a great question. I'm going to answer this question in in multiple ways. Um, some people might slightly get offended, but I think we're all going to remember. Um, as far as working there, I, I would just say no. I just don't think it's wise. I don't think it's wise to put yourself in an industry. And some people go, well, it's just it's just a fun name. Okay, so let's say there was a restaurant called Ding Dongs. <laughs> and a bunch of girls got together and they were like, hey, well, let's go to Ding Dongs.
1: Do we need to do this again? <laughs> no,
0: I'm dead serious right now. Because everybody goes, oh, well, it's just a nice name or it's just a funny whatever. But oh, if wow. girls said that, that would be considered, oh, th- those are, I mean, that's a, what's the word? That would be a, 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 a slutty type thing, right? I don't do that. But if a g- bunch of guys get together and they say, "Well, let's go to Hooters," well, let's right. be honest. We know what that's about. We know why they're going there. It's not because they have great wings. If they had great wings, people wouldn't talk about other things. Woo! Tweet there that. It is. So, at the end of the day, I don't think it's real wise to go there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a date there. I definitely wouldn't want a guy to take my daughter there on yeah. a date. I wouldn't want my daughter to work there. Um, and so, I, I just think. I just think it's... I just don't think it's wise. Yep. We're not going to edit that out. I've I've said that from stage before. I've said that from stage. Yeah. (laughs) So we're good. We're good.
1: Second question is from Kira in North Carolina. And she asks, what are the real roles in a relationship for each partner? Do the man and the woman have different roles? Yes.
0: The guy is the leader. The girl is the challenge. That's awesome. The guy has to be a leader. He has to be able to lead. He has to be able to make a decision. The girl has to be a challenge, not in that she's always mm-hmm. going, I don't think that's right. When when I make a decision, I have to know what I'm going to do and why I'm going to do it because i got to be able to answer the questions that Lucretia asked me without getting angry or frustrated at her. Don't always succeed at that. But the guy is supposed to be the leader and the girl is supposed to be the challenge, which means that if the dude is passive, then you need to pass on him. Oh, that was good too. We got tweetable phrases all good. over the place today.
1: Is there ever a time I'm just adding to this question, is there ever a time when the girl, say the wife in the relationship is having to take the role of a leader for a season?
0: Oh yeah. Let's say the husband gets real sick or less you know, or whatever, but I would say it needs to be a season because if it's not a season, then the relationship's gonna get really sick.
1: Wow. That's awesome. The next question is from the United Kingdom. You know where that is. I do, because we were established because of them. You know, the convicts started the... Anyways.
0: Australia. That's what you're referring to. Started I Started as a prison colony. That's right. Did you know that Georgia actually started as a prison colony for the United States?
1: I didn't. You but that where... makes so much sense, because the Bulldogs. Is it the Bulldogs? <laughs> <laughs> question number three is... I'm going to get hate mail on Twitter and stuff like that. All right.
0: No, that's totally why they're called the Georgia Bulldogs. It's because they're all prisoners. <laughs> totally makes sense
1: i just meant by the this way they bark at so people i was like this makes sense
0: fun. yeah <laughs> Question number that's three. why they got locked up initially is they were barking at people <laughs>
1: it's from brian brian i think that's how you say it mm-hmm. brian in the united kingdom writes pastor p after listening to your podcast i decided i wanted to stand up emotionally and sat down with the girl i've had feelings for to let her know how i felt we are good friends, and while she didn't give me feedback on how she felt, I get the sense she feels the same way but finds the idea of relationships intimidating. So how do I pursue her in a godly way that makes her feel cared for without being pressured while trying to grow emotionally myself?
0: And that is a great, great question. Um, this the, And the reason I think it's a great question is because this is the tension I had to navigate with Lucretia. And so I sat down with her. I had a conversation with her. And then this is what I would do, Brian. I would, I would just say to her, listen, I want to pursue you. Define for me what the win is in pursuit of you. You tell me what's too much pressure, and you tell me what's appropriate. So, for example, I was asking Lucretia, let's go out just me and you on a date. And she said, well, I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm like, what do you mean you don't? we got to get to know each other, right? And she said, I feel way more comfortable going out in groups and so, for months and months and months, I arranged groups. I mean, this is before like texting or anything. I would just call people, going, "Hey, we're going to Subway tonight, and you're going and and like we would go. Um, Subway is a horrible example. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> but I literally did that. We we took a group to Subway, and I like, hey, I said, "Hey, there's a group going to Subway tonight. You want to go?" And she was like, "Sure." Now she didn't know that I'd thrown the group together, um, but to her, like for me to say. Hey, you want to go to dinner? You want to go to dinner? You want to go to dinner? When I knew that for her, she just needed to hang out with me and a group of people. And after we did that for a long time, then she was willing to go to dinner with me. Mm. Now I lied to her because I said, yeah, I'll let you pay. And I didn't let her pay. But God has forgiven me for that lie.
1: That's great. And that lends itself. I'm going to skip ahead to a few questions because it lends itself to Christian's question in South Dakota. And he asks, Well, how do I know which girl to pursue? There are two really awesome godly girls at my church. Girl number one, I've liked for about five years. I've asked her out a couple of times, but she has shot me down both times. Girl number two seems a little flirty with me, but I don't think I could be all into a relationship with her due to my feelings for girl number one. Do I just not take no for an answer from girl number one, or do I pursue girl number two and hope my other feelings diminish?
0: Wow. Uh, I would say you answered your question. In the question. Um, I, yeah, girl, number one, until you get a no, you got to go, you got to keep going until you get a no. Cause I mean, if that's the person that you're supposed to date, um, then don't, I mean, don't get weird and psychotic, but mm-hmm. just continue to, because you're a dude, let's be honest. Most dudes, you have the, you have the girl that you really, really, really like. And in your mind, you have the backup girl the backup girl is never god's best for you. You know, and you'll wow. always question. And and I'm saying you'll always question. And so you've got to know that awesome. the relationship's not going to work out with girl number 1 because if like right here you you're calling her girl number 2. So if wow. you start dating her and marrying her, you know what you just did? You settled.
1: Wow, that's great. Until
0: girl number 2 because girl no, becomes girl number 1, you cannot commit to her emotionally. Um, and, or you'd have to lie to her. And so that's what I would say is, um, until girl, until they switch places in, in numerical rankings, you got to stay with who you're most interested in.
1: That is great. That's awesome. The next question is from Tori in South Carolina. And she asks, I've been struggling with singleness, especially with it being engagement season. How do I cope with the loneliness and how do you know if you are being called to singleness?
0: Uh, Tori, great question. Um, and I know about that struggle. I have been there where it seems like you're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, how do you cope with loneliness? Uh, Tori, I, I really, I really don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many things that you can do. You can hang out. I, a lot of people would just go, well, go hang out with friends, but here's what I've discovered. I can be in a room with 15 people and be the loneliest person in the room. Um, and so it, it's, and you hear people go, well, you need to find your identity in Christ. And I'm like, yeah, um, but you know, Je- I mean, Jesus even battled with loneliness, right? In the garden mm-hmm. where the guys couldn't even stay awake with him. Um, and how do you know if you're called to be single? Now, this is debatable. This is strongly um, my opinion, but I just was reminded of this the other day when I was reading through 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And Paul said, hey, um, some of you are called to be single, and, it's, and you know, it's better not to be married or whatever. And a lot of people um, have looked at that and went, oh, my gosh, am I called to be single or whatever? But what we got to understand is the Apostle Paul was writing that to the Corinthian church at a time when the church was getting ready to go through a lot of persecution. And so there's a good chance. I mean, when Paul was writing that, the reason he was telling the people to be single is because there were going to be a lot of martyrs. And so, in in many cases, if if there's a call to singleness, there could I mean, it's kind of morbid, but there might be a call to even martyrdom, because God was calling people to be single because He was like, hey, um, I don't want you to suffer through watching your family get killed or watching you know your wife or your you know whoever get tortured. And so, I'm calling you to a season of singleness because you're going to be more effective, and um, the church is getting ready to go through some persecution. So, but that's just a philosophy mm-hmm. that I've got. It 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 might not be right, but that's what I, so if, if God has put the desire in your heart to get married one day, then don't give up on that desire. Cause I think, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think, um, you know, you're called to be single when you're not dealing with that loneliness anymore. That's
1: right. And Paul seem to be pretty, set on his ways. he wasn't you know moping around and upset right. about it he seemed to be happy with the fact that he was single yeah i yeah. mean
0: but think about how hard would it have been to have been paul's wife mm. i mean one day he comes home he got beat up one day he got um, locked in jail one day he got you know rocks thrown at him i mean how difficult would it have been if paul i mean he was obviously called to singleness
1: no that's a really good thought good question though tori The next question is from Grace in Washington. So she writes this. She says, As a kid growing up in church, I feel like I was taught that the best way to honor God was to avoid dating relationships altogether. Now as a college student, I'm beginning a relationship with a godly man. And even though I like him, I sometimes struggle to let him pursue me because for so long I've believed that godliness and romance are opposed to one another unless you're married. What practical advice would you have for me as I try to pursue a true biblical view of romance within the context of this new relationship?
0: I think you're better qualified to answer that question than me. I'm a dude. You're a girl. What would you say to that?
1: I think, so Grace, what I understand from your situation is you grew up in a household where your parents always kind of discouraged you from dating um, because it was opposite of honoring God.
0: That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah that's what it definitely sounds yeah. like. But
1: for me, I can't relate to that. My parents told me, hey, as a, as a kid growing up, they wanted me to go and experience the world. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait till I'm married to experience, you know, sex and all those things. And so I held off from dating till I was about 19. So I can't really relate to that, Grace. But I think, um, you know, the Lord is able to pull down those walls in your heart. He's able to, to allow you to begin trusting this man as he earns your trust. So obviously the Bible says, um, you know, to protect and guard your heart. So you can definitely do that, but you can do that on a journey as the, because ultimately what we're doing when we're trusting a man is we're trusting God is already in control. So when I'm choosing to guard my heart, but I'm slowly letting this man into my life, that's a sign of faith in God that, hey, you're a good father and you wouldn't lead me to something that ultimately is going to hurt me. And so Grace, what I would say is it's not all about you trusting this man. It's also about you trusting God and that he has your best interests at heart and he would never lead you to something as a good father that ultimately is going to end up in your hurt. So be encouraged to know you can trust that the father's heart is good towards you
0: grace i mean that's that was uh totally unscripted and i have nothing to add except for to ask stacy do you know where washington is
1: up north kind of towards the west a little bit inland
0: i'm gonna go ahead and give you a check mark that's okay. pretty good cool. even though it's on the coast oh it's on but the coast? yeah yeah okay. it's where seattle is
1: good i passed
0: so where judas G- <laughs> G- judas in seattle Judas smith
1: wait west coast
0: washington Never
1: eat soggy wheat bix That's how I do the N-E-S-W. Oh. (laughs) The look I just got, everyone. I wish you could have just seen it.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, go. All right, right. The next
1: question is from Tyler in South Carolina. And Tyler asks, is it wrong to masturbate if you are married and you think about your wife or your husband when you do it, as long as it doesn't interfere with your intimate time together?
0: I've always said if you can sing Amazing Grace and do it, go for it. In other words, where does your mind have to be?
1: Have you always said that? Yeah,
0: I've always said, well, no, I mean since I mean I didn't say when I was four. <laughs> That'd be weird, old four year old <laughs> running around going, "If you can sing Amazing Grace." <laughs> um, you know, uh, honestly, this is high. I, this is highly debated. Yeah, I didn't know that it was that. Um, I didn't know people had that strong of opinions on it. And and Tyler, thanks for asking um i've had people email me and going no it's okay and i'm like don't tell me that because i know what you're doing (laughs) um i you know i don't know i at the end of the day this is what i would say get together with your spouse and have a discussion Bible said the marriage bed is undefiled. Hebrew Hebrews thirteen, and like a good friend of mine said, when it comes to marriage or sex life, I don't want to be the guy with the referee jersey and the whistle jumping in, throwing the flag, telling you what you can and can't do. But <laughs> that's I great. I don't I think this is a discussion you got to have with your wife, Tyler, to ask what is what is permissible. Because I don't I don't know that there's a verse. I don't know there's a, like some people talk about the sin of Onan, but I'm like ah, no, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it um if you don't anyway yeah we'll not talk about that it's interesting awesome can we do that bonus question because that'd be a weird question to end with
1: (laughs) we will definitely do it (laughs) the last question for you today possibly is from unknown in ohio
0: do you know where ohio is
1: i'm not even going to try i'm assuming in the midwest somewhere yes absolutely
0: Midwest, midwest all right right next to new mexico
1: she asks, my boyfriend and I have been dating for almost a year. During our relationship, we have messed up sexually. We've talked about not doing it again, but it just keeps happening again and again. I'm tired of feeling guilty. What should I do? The thought of breaking up with them gets me excited because I won't have to feel guilty about sexually sinning. But it also worries me because what if I never get to date again? Should I just keep trying to work things out?
0: Um. First of all, you've got to answer the question, is this the guy you're supposed to be with? I mean, is this God's best for you? like you were talking about earlier, the father's heart. If it is if it is God's best for you because some people will say, well he's not best he's not best for you because you've messed up. but I know too many couples that 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 you know they had to fight through this too and listen, there's not a couple in the world that hadn't had to fight for purity. I mean there's just not. And so I would say if if this is the man you're supposed to be with, Then you two need to go to a really godly couple that you trust, um, share this information with them, and then you need to set a time period. And, and, And when I say time period, like six months to a year, you're just not alone together. And when I say alone, you can go to dinner alone, like you can go sit at a restaurant alone, but when you walk, you know, when he walks you back to the apartment or the house, you don't go in. You don't, you don't hang, I mean, you, you hang out at Starbucks, you hang out our local coffee shops, you hang out in restaurants, you hang out in public parks during the day, right? Um, don't place yourself in a sinful situation because this is what I've discovered. And I've just discovered it from life experiences. When you consistently place yourself in sinful situations, you're eventually going to sin. Wow. When you consistently place yourself in sinful situations, you're eventually going to sin so if this is god's best for you then you have to find a godly couple that you trust um ask them to pray with you and for you through this and then don't just set at least a minimum of six months where you're not going to be alone
1: that's great. And you I gotta think fight
0: for purity. It doesn't yeah. come naturally. And
1: sometimes rather than that fight for purity pastor P I find that the easy solution would be to just call it quits, because mm-hmm. it's easier to do that than it is to face my own sin or to work out my own selfishness and things like that.
0: Well, you're just gonna jump into it again. It's gonna be a different dude, but it's gonna yeah. be the same. Because you've problem. never learned the lesson. Yeah. And so I would just say you gotta you gotta fight listen, purity is a fight. It is a fight. It's difficult, but but you can do this.
1: That's great. Any final thoughts as we close out this podcast? No,
0: just that um, I was legitimately working on the book the other day. I was editing it. It's due out this fall. I'm super, super excited about it. After going through the editing process, and I've got, um, I think I edited the first two or three chapters. I really am super excited about this book because I think it's going to help a lot of people. So thanks to everyone who's been asking questions. Keep asking your questions and we'll keep We'll keep talking about it if you keep talking about it.
1: That's right. You can ask those questions at perrynoble.com forward slash ask. In the meantime, be looking forward to the book coming out in the fall. Yep. And me and my co-host, Knox will be back with you next month asking Pastor P. Many more questions. woo
0: Thanks for listening to Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. For the chance to get your question answered on this podcast, visit perrynoble.com slash ask.